All right. Mic check. Everyone? Good. You think this yeah. picture is pretty bright? Nah. Um, you could turn it down a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, because desktop and I don't have any, uh, any ISOs set. Everything's working though. Can't ask for more than that. Yeah, I'm on like a 2008 iMac, so <laughs> <laughs> the the video settings are very limited. Yeah, I'm maxing out the laptop I have right now. <laughs> it works though. True, true. What's up, guys? Yeah. Welcome uh, to the Cave Podcast. Um. This is the October podcast, and I'm kind of trying to make it a little eerie, Halloweeny vibe. So we're kind of kind of diving into the uh, sorry the deep end of the rabbit holes, you know. And we got Vincent Fields. He is an author of the book about astral projecting astral projection and um yeah we're gonna go down in that that rabbit hole i actually have a lot of questions about that i uh wouldn't say i've dabbled but i'm familiar with the topic and i think my friend danny over here is as well um but just to give you an intro absolutely um i go by jerizi we got danny over there and um we got patrick yep Yep, I'm Patrick. <laughs> yeah, and I have. I I mean, one question. I'm sure you've heard it so many times, but um, are we ready to dive in? Yeah, we're ready. Let's do it. Ready? I'm ready when you um, are. For sure. Go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, whenever I think of astral projection, it reminds me of like the times that I've experienced, which I I knew to be named um, sleep paralysis. You know, that's kind of what I associated with when it, the way that it was described to me. Have you heard that a lot? Well, uh, there's definitely um, a relation. Sleep paralysis is essentially when your, your body's asleep and your mind is awake and you're kind of like, it seems like you're stuck like in your body like you're paralyzed right yeah the thing is that uh that state uh, of the body being asleep and the mind being awake like uh the the prerequisite condition for astral projection so um essentially uh, the the goal is to enter that state and from there uh, project from your, the body and uh usually happens almost naturally usually sleep paralysis um it's most common like when uh you kind of wake up spontaneously sometime during the night and you just kind of find yourself like paralyzed you're you're stuck right right but when when you're um you know consciously trying to an astral projection will enter that state 
you typically pass right through it, then the projection happens immediately after that. Okay. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's... go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, it's a little bit like mind-blowing, because another thing that's kind of associated with this that I always found, I always thought was uh, pretty fascinating was sometimes especially as I've gotten older there's a I have a difficulty um, distinguishing between what could be memories from dreams and actual memories and then there's times when let's say like maybe like a week ago I had like this memory where I was in a different room of my home and but I don't remember actually doing that while I was awake so it's like was that like some? I'm the. It's think. I'm thinking to myself. Could that have been that type of experience? And maybe I'm just doing it on you know, unintentionally. But it's just. It's interesting to think about. Hey man, uh, memories. Uh, memories are memories, and the thing is that we have experiences in multiple levels of reality. Uh, here in the physical world, we have experiences um, during dreams, which is another. Uh, essentially another level of reality. We have experiences um, during, you know, out-of-body experiences. A lot of people aren't consciously aware during them. We have them, nevertheless. And so, uh, you know, our consciousness um, engaged in activities in multiple levels of reality, um, sometimes simultaneously, uh, whether we're consciously aware of that fact or not. So, uh, yeah, we, we can retain memories from uh, any number of different levels of experience, and they will seem uh, equally valid regardless of which level that memory comes from. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's mind-blowing to me, though, to think of whether I'm physically and intentionally experiencing what I remembered, or if that's something that I did, you know, while in, like, a sleep state or something, but, yeah. That's like deja vu, right? pretty much it feels like it sometimes for sure for me it does is there anything vince in deja vu is there is that like a synchron synchronicity between maybe like an astral experience meeting the physical experience or is that just like a random phenomena yeah that's a good question i've had uh experiences of deja vu and Essentially, it's like you're reliving a past moment uh, in your life, only you haven't actually experienced that moment before. It's such an unusual experience. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely more to it than just some kind of, like, uh, I don't know, brain fluke. And um, when, once you start getting deeper into, um, into your own consciousness and deeper into these other levels of reality that exist and once you start kind of tapping into um, this higher consciousness that we're all actually a part of but we usually just uh, are unaware of it um, things like that start to make more sense and you start to realize um, how much more complex uh, this whole reality is and who we are it's so much more complex than what we actually uh, understand ourselves to be and yeah, deja vu is just like it's just one small aspect of that, but it kind of indicates 
uh, the larger picture, which is uh, mind blowing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's. Um, I think let's take a couple steps back because I think we're starting to dive in a little too quickly. But for <laughs> yeah. those that are listening, <laughs> listening, but have never heard of astral projecting or don't even know what it is. Thank you, uh, thank you, Vince. Yeah. Would you be would, would you be kind enough to explain? Um, you know, maybe in simple terms, um, what it is. I from my experience. Uh, from what I've heard, it's like it's out of body experiences. So it's kind of when, maybe what how Patrick said before, the sleep paralysis, where you get that sleep paralysis, but you get through it, and then pretty much you're looking down at your sleeping body, and you're like, "Oh, there I am," and you just think about where you want to be in a way. I'm see, this is where I get. I'm not too familiar with about it, um, but you could just in a way travel <laughs> i i don't know it's places or different t- um not sure there but yeah can you can you explain that real quick please yeah for sure um the the key term that you you said is out-of-body experience and it is a it's a type of out-of-body experience and I, and you can consider um there to be different types of out-of-body experiences and so mm-hmm. astral projection is essentially an out-of-body experience in which uh, your consciousness acts from the physical body, it enters uh, the astral dimensions. Uh, it it essentially a- enters higher dimensions of reality that exist beyond the physical world. And um, you can kind of consider this system of reality to exist in an entire spectrum mm-hmm. in the physical dimension essentially the base level of the spectrum and once you have an out-of-body experience you shift or you project into these higher uh, dimensions uh, within the spectrum uh, that's basically uh, what it is and, um, and and would you say the spectrum is like our physical world like what we live in every day what we touch feel taste kind of thing the physical dimension, this physical world that we experience on a daily basis is the base level of the spectrum. So it's like base level. The, lo- okay. the lowest rung. Gotcha. So beyond that, um, you start to enter higher and higher levels or dimensions okay. of reality. So the physical dimension can be considered the lowest dimension uh, in this system of reality. So, you know, you can hear you'll hear about our dimensions and lower dimensions um, in relation to out-of-body experiences, lower astral dimensions, higher astral dimensions. Mm-hmm. But all of these, even the lower uh, non-physical or astral dimensions are still higher in frequency than the physical dimension. So the Absolutely. physical is like the base, right? Right, right. Okay, that makes that makes sense now. Vince, how did you get... How did you get... Um involved with astral projecting and lucid dreaming man when i was uh 14 years old i stumbled across a website about out-of-body experiences and uh you know that was my first time um learning about this concept i was just like blown away Mm -hmm. you know the possibility that this could be real and I, i wanted to do it and i found a technique and you know, I went hard at it for 
uh, almost a week, in less than a week, I was I was successful. I the out of body experience, and uh, I just kept at it from there, and I've been doing it ever since. So this is something that you heard of, and then you learned the technique, and then you eventually had an experience, opposed to having an experience and then trying to find out, oh, what, what was that kind of thing? Would you say? Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. But I mean, that, that's. That is actually also uh, an interesting um, question because once you have these experiences, um, you start to realize that um, it may not be the first time. And so hmm. what I mean is a lot of times, you know, we'll have dreams and we'll, rem- we'll remember dreams, um, but there is a difference between a dream and an out-of-body experience. And um, over, over time with experience and practice, uh, you start to pick up on these these subtleties, right? Mm-hmm. So after a while, you look back on some some past memories, and you start to realize like these probably weren't dreams that I had even before I started this practice. But uh, and the thing is like as kids, children have like a natural inclination uh, to having these experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And typically, as we get older, um, we kind of wanna these natural abilities kind of shut down in a sense. So especially like as kids, um, we're, we're definitely more prone to, to spontaneous um, out-of-body experiences. Right. It's interesting. So, um, you know, so, no, so, I mean, what you were saying is, I like how you were saying, um, talking about dreaming, you, you mentioned that. And, a, a couple years ago, and I've done this on different um, occasions, but a couple years ago, I, I did try. I was doing it more constantly, and what I was doing is, I, I was logging my dreams. So I would I would wake up as soon as I had a dream. I would wake up, um, put I didn't have a notebook, so I put it you know enter it in the note notepad in my phone, and I was doing that every time, and. I think what's interesting, I mean, I'm just speaking from my experience. I'm not, I'm just kind of piggybacking on from what you said. It made the dreams much more surreal to the point where I started controlling what I wanted to do in in the dreams. I don't know. And maybe just that simple fact of writing the dreams down to where, I mean, even to this day, I can remember them perfectly just by reading the description. Mm. And, but during that time it was helping me uh when i would get into the dream world i guess you could say just have more control of what was around me and what i wanted to do so just adding on to what you were saying hey dude that is uh 100 true um in the in the times that i have been pretty um the uh with my my dream journaling those have been the times where not only my dream recall has been the highest but also uh, lucid dreaming has been uh essentially the, the strongest and uh yeah that's definitely something i recommend to anyone who wants to you know, get into lucid dreams or even at astral projection because it's all uh interrelated it's all connected it is huh and, you, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> that's perfect. Have you that, found yourself perfect. like um, 
have you found yourself like trapped in like any of those states like you know kind of like a dream within a dream like insidious <laughs> a dream within a dream uh this is this is actually a common experience for i mean even for me uh, just because uh my astral projection and lucid dreaming practices on a daily basis but for others too who are engaged in these practices um something called a false awakening and so uh, essentially you wake up uh, but you're still dreaming but you think you're awake and uh and these can yeah, be yeah that's kind happened of like, to me a lot of times uh, <laughs> like it's it's sure. it's a little bit like i guess like maybe like the first few times when you experience it it's i don't know i would say like it's a little bit frightening you know because you're like thinking in your mind, it's like you're waking up from a dream, and then you really wake up. And I don't know. For me, it was and kind I could of add a on experience. <laughs> like, like I've had dreams where my phone's ringing, like it starts ringing, and in real life, it's actually ringing. And then just the two yeah, guess weird. worlds were just connected together <laughs> at the same time. It was pretty, pretty cool, I'll say. So I'm curious. Yeah, for sure. There, there's. There's astral projection, there's lucid dreaming, there's remote viewing, correct? Are they all the same? Are they different levels? Um, yeah, they're not the same. Mm -hmm. um, they're similar, and they're all kind of connected within, I guess you can say, the, the stream of our own consciousness, right? But they are different levels of experience, different realms of experience in a sense um and so you know like i mentioned before astral projection is typically when your consciousness um enters the astral dimensions uh these dimensions of reality that exist beyond the physical world and um the main difference between that and a lucid dream is that typically a lucid dream is um an experience within subconsciously created reality right so uh, it's more mm -hmm. of a, a subjective level of experience whereas the astral projection is more of an objective experience where uh you know these astral dimensions uh exist uh beyond your own mind whereas in a lucid dream it's typically you're typically experiencing manifestations and creations of of your own um, you know, deeper levels right. of mind. Interesting. And and with r remote viewing, uh, that is, it's more of like a psychic type of experience in which, um, you, you are gathering information from the physical dimension, right? And uh, and so, this is like a common um, misconception that a lot of people have with astral projection or out of body experiences. Um, they expect you to, um, you know, maybe they want you to get some kind of information from the physical world, but these experiences don't. These experiences don't take place in the physical dimension. You know, they're beyond that. And you know, remote viewing is more of a, a psychic type of experience where your your mind can access information from this physical dimension. And you know, like I said, astral projection take place beyond this physical world so uh, it is a misconception i hear it all the time people mm -hmm. say 
well, if you can have an out-of-body experience, then come to my room and read these numbers that I wrote down on my dresser, right? Right. Uh, but you're, you're tapping into higher levels. And honestly, once you start to, to tap into these higher and higher dimensions, nothing compares... Uh, nothing in this physical world compares to these higher realms it's it's like pure heaven bliss and you know we don't experience that here in this physical world so just the idea of i don't know just the desire to kind of put around your neighborhood or spy on your neighbors <laughs> it doesn't even you know there's there's no desire for that because right the experiences in these higher dimensions are so far beyond that Right, uh, right. There's there's no comparison. The, the, there's more meaning to it than just checking out what your neighbor's doing or whatever. It's like no, there's <laughs> right. you gotta you gotta find kind of. I mean, kind of when you're going on a on a nice trip, if you know what I mean, you're trying to find that meaning, yeah, that lesson. So th- maybe that's the same thing with you're mentioning with the astral projection. You're trying to find an answer of some sort. Right, right. I, I hate to I hate to compare the two, but man. I, I do I, from my psychedelics experience I've done I've had an experience where I went into this this vision and I, I, there was this fairy that opened up a dimension and she just kept folding up dimensions and opening up different portals and my brain was I was mind blown I'm like I, I don't even have the capacity to understand what you're showing me but thank you but then I took that back and I'm like man there's things out there that we can't even imagine and we can't even comprehend, which goes back to what you said about a lucid dream being built on our subconscious and an astral projection being something kind of more ethereal and above that um, to where you won't even like whatever I wrote down on in your room doesn't even matter because there's things out there that you can't even fathom. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, do you want to go spy on your we're taking a shower or do you want to like do, do you want to uh, learn, learn the secrets of the universe you know <laughs> like, it was the meaning of life sure. kind of thing <laughs> yeah that's crazy what and I since since this uh, since this is something that you practice regularly what have been like the major benefits of of it for you if any yeah that's a good question um well there are the uh intellectual um benefits you consider you know um the things that you learn during these experiences more of an intellectual understanding of the universe uh, of life of yourself uh, of the nature of reality right Uh, but uh, it's not just um an intellectual thing because this also influences, you know, um, your beliefs and your thoughts and your actions, and so um, it, it has like an overall effect. Or, um, you know, I've had experiences in higher dimensions, and I I come back into my body, I'm still like vibrating with like this energy like of bliss, like this higher energy, and it, it stays with you. It kind of like transforms you in a way. It's like you tap into these higher levels of reality and these higher energies, and they kind of like integrate with you in a sense. 
and um, and yeah, like I said, it has this overall uh, effect in your life where it's not only an intellectual thing, but it it affects um, you know how you interact with others, how you perceive others, and yourself, and and your life, and everything. Yeah, I feel like there'd be some some ripple, like ripple, subtle effects everywhere. Having like a crazy experience like that, you know. Have there been any like, um, for lack of a better word, like negative experiences or Hmm. some that were just, I guess, maybe traumatizing or in any in any capacity? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Especially in the beginning of my practice. Typically, um, in the beginning of anyone's practice, you will project into the lower dimensions, and over time with practice and development and, and experience, you start to, to access higher and higher dimensions. And so essentially, um, lower dimensions can be um, considered more um, negative or at the best neutral dimensions, whereas the higher dimensions can become more like heavenly and, and blissful and uh, transformative, right? So, yeah, uh, I mean, right off the bat, uh, at the very beginning, I was leaving my body, I was projecting, and then um, there, there would be uh, these shadow beings, it's like waiting for me, and, uh, you know, these, these alien-type beings, that just they they resonated with this, this energy that just it just felt evil for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know <laughs> the thing is yeah. these higher dimensions um, it's it's not just like this work but you have a type of connection uh, with your environment and with other entities and with with higher consciousness. It's almost like a psychic tuition or a psychic knowing, and and you just kind of absorb uh, information and knowledge in a way that we don't do this physical world. So when I say, for example, uh, I, I left my body, I was surrounded by these alien-type entities. They gave off this really negative ener- energy that was almost evil. Well, it wasn't just me, like, I don't know, being afraid of how they looked. I was afraid. But it's like you actually experience the energy of these other entities. And this goes for negative entities and, and these higher dimensional, you know, um, you can say enlightened entities where you encounter them and it's like <laughs> you your heart explodes with bliss mm-hmm. and it's the most incredible experience you, you've ever had in your life. And so it goes, you know, in all levels. So, you know, over the years, there have been the negative experiences, but um, most predominantly have been the positive experiences, which is why I practice this, because, you know, these handful of negative experiences, um, they don't compare with the, not only the amount of positive experiences, but, um, I guess overall um effect that they have had uh, in my life wow yeah that's that's super impactful that's awesome it really is it it really is just to know how 
this technique has helped change you and that was going to lead to my question of why but you kind of answered it there saying you know you just the experience you get and the impact that it has made in, in your life seems like it's made it for a positive and that's that's good it's great i mean so i'm sure some of these sure. lessons and these experiences that you that you go through i mean well first of all is is astral projecting a practice that you practice every day is it a daily practice that you do yeah so you know in the beginning um i would make an effort and a consistent effort uh to do this every day or at least to to try every day uh, but over time it starts to become second nature and eventually uh, these experiences happen spontaneously uh, like you don't need to try anymore or you know you wake up and you kind of just instantly slip into the state like i said it's second nature so um you know in the beginning i would invest uh, sometimes a couple hours a day Mm -hmm. to to try to induce these experiences and like i said now it's i'm just like an, an instant thing you know over 22 years obviously there will be some development and and progress but um yeah it is uh the thing is once you once you do this and once you start this practice i can't imagine like turning your back on it (laughs) yeah that's what i'm about to say (laughs) (laughs) um because yeah i I was gonna ask Uh, um if uh if you have an experience, let's say last night, you wake up this morning, right? And you had a crazy astral projecting or an outer body experience that you try to find meaning, you try to understand and you try to like decipher the meaning of, do you go back that night and then pick up where you left off? Or do you just kind of like sit with that and try to figure out what that experience meant? Like how did how does it work? Do you, do you just kind of pick up where you left off, or does it does it kind of start randomly when you get into those states? Well, uh, in the beginning, in the early days, it was kind of random. I would just leave my body and I would I would go exploring. And I had no particular uh, motive or goal uh, just to just to see what's out there, you know. Mm-hmm. But for a little while, I started to realize like. I need to kind of focus uh, my practice and my intentions, and so I would make uh, would make goals. I would set goals, and so for each projection every day, uh, I would would go into it with a particular goal in mind. And so I would leave my body, and then I would uh, try to achieve that goal. And you know, so- sometimes that would happen the first try and sometimes it would take days or weeks or months you know mm-hmm. uh, but what I found is that having um, a game plan for your, for your practice and for your experiences uh, helps to kind of maximize what you can gain from these experiences hmm. interesting so you don't, you don't just approach it just to approach it you right develop some kind of plan and Dude, you're a professional at this man that's crazy 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, you can go out there and mindlessly wander, but you're not going to get much out of that experience. And a lot of times, those would be experiences where I would encounter negative entities, mm-hmm. right? But when right. I focus my my mind and my intentions on on a higher goal, then uh, those have been my most profound and transformative experiences by far. When you're in that state, is it like visually um, like what we're seeing now or how does it appear to you when you're projecting? Yeah, well, it depends on uh, your state of consciousness and what, what level, uh, what dimension you are projected into um, because like in the lower dimensions, your vision can can be almost kind of blurry, right? And if that's the case, and you you need to to strengthen your your awareness and your consciousness. There are techniques that you can do that. And so, like if I was in that state, I would project from my body, and uh, the environment would be kind of blurry. Uh, maybe um, my movement would be a little like slow or sluggish. And um, you know, I learned some techniques that that I would use to heighten my state of awareness, my consciousness, then that would instantly sharpen my awareness, sharpen my my vision, my, uh, my movements will become more free. And um, and in the higher dimensions, I mentioned this, there's there's no comparison to, to what you see there and to what we see here. And, and the thing is, there's kind of like a, a translational process because uh, being grounded in this physical body, you know, in this physical world, we rely upon physical concepts, like concepts that we have learned uh, during this life to make sense of our experience, right? So these higher level experiences kind of need to be filtered through that um, for us to, hmm. to have some kind of comprehension of what's taking place. Right. So, uh, you know, the thing is this: one, when you're out there experiencing these higher dimensions, uh, it's a lot different from when you come back and you remember it. Um, and I guess that's all I can say about that. That's probably why it's so easy to yeah. forget, right? It's because it's so hard to translate and filter through the human experience that, like, you forget the translation because it's so abstract to us. That's interesting. It's like a foreign right. language yeah. to our minds. Yeah. So, Vince, do you, do you think the astral realm can be mapped? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's a hard one. You know, um, I've read there are seven astral dimensions, there are ten, eleven, <laughs> and I, I kind of think that's nonsense because... <laughs> My experience, the reality is that it's so much more complex and so much more interconnected. You can shift from one dimension to another so subtly that there, there's no way to, to really map that. Even just the change of like your emotional state or your thought or your intention can instantly shift you into a, yeah, a completely yeah. different dimension, you know? Mm, and yeah. how are you going to map that? You know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, but here's something that I will say. There are characteristics and qualities of 
um, different dimensional levels in a general sense, right? So you will be able to uh, to discern whether you're in a lower dimension or mm -hmm. kind of a, a middle level, neutral dimension or a higher dimension. That certainly, but to actually map it as in like I'm in this one particular <laughs> dimension, I don't know about that. Huh. Interesting. You know, speaking of kind of maybe mapping and and uh, and you mentioned earlier too how when you have a purpose, you seem to go into those higher higher um, dimensions, dimensions, higher realms. Maybe that's the wrong word to say, but um, right. yep. and same thing if if you just want if you wander without any purpose you tend to go into the lower ones let me ask and this just kind of popped into my head can it be that because you have that purpose those entities that you had mentioned before you know they're like okay we want to help you out and we want to you know guide you to where you want to where you want to go but if you're wandering endlessly without even planning without doing anything could those lower entities just be trying to Pray distract you, you from of. where you're trying to go? Yeah, exactly. Preying on you because you see, they see, oh, this guy's a, I mean, they're probably thinking this he's guy doesn't foreigner. know what he's doing. Yeah, he's, he, foreigner, he's yeah. entering a world that he's not aware of. Yes, exactly. Can, and could the possibility be of them maybe like, you know, uh, taking advantage of that? Sure, definitely. Uh, in my experience, there are entities out there that, uh, you know, that they, they prey on, um, you know, projectors and especially experienced ones, hmm. and um, they, they feed off of fear. And you know, some people will deny their existence. Some people claim that it's just a manifestation of your own fears. But the thing is this, I've had experiences, I've had negative experiences provoked by my own fears. And I've encountered entities that I had no expectation of. You know, when I first started this practice, I was very open-minded, I was very optimistic. I, I didn't expect the majority of these negative encounters. Uh, but the thing is this, these hard, these astral dimensions are no different from this physical world in fact they're like an amplification of it so here in this physical world you know there are good people there are bad people there's a whole range of different experiences that's that's amplified in these non-physical dimensions right and so you know some, some people claim that uh, it's nothing to fear right mm -hmm. and uh, and any negative encounter um, is essentially your own fault in a way, like a conjuring of your own fears, and uh, that has not been my experience. I don't think that is um, uh, wise to propagate because, well, I mean, you're going to drop off your your child in, you know, a, a dangerous neighborhood where there's you know, drive-by shootings every five minutes and you're going to say uh, it's all in your mind 
I mean, there's no difference because <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's yeah. reality. It's a different level of reality, but it's reality. And it's right. I mean, the thing is this: lucid dream. Yeah, um, these experiences are generated from your subconscious mind, but there there are ways to distinguish lucid dreams from astral projections, and um, you know, my my, uh, my guess is that the the people who claim that there are no negative these or real valid negative experiences to be had in these other dimensions there have not actually had the experiences or are not actually um the, I don't want to say <laughs> at uh full of bullshit altogether but you know <laughs> nah, I, I hear you but i mean to say that there's no negative entities there's only positive i mean it's a i would say it's a it's a pretty i, I wouldn't say ignorant thing to say but it's just in everything mm. in this world and i know even in the spirit world there's got to be a balance of everything it's a yin and yang man that's just how it's the balance the balance of everything around us so Nah, to I mean, to those people that say that, no, like, you're right. They either haven't experienced it or they haven't dived deep enough to see that, hey, though, that does exist. So, right. Sure. Just to add on to what you're saying, Danny, just like you said, you're saying, and it's you can't know one without the other, right? right. How right. can you know the good when you don't know the bad? Exactly. So, so to differentiate. Yeah. Or maybe dif they've gotten lucky, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Being watched, got a guardian. <laughs> so um, we differentiated lucid dreaming, astral projection, and remote viewing. Um, mainstream media, to, um, specifically Doctor Strange, their depiction of astral projecting, where you know he's in his body and then his spirit comes out and he's float floats kind of, floats around kind of like a ghost. Does that make you sick to your stomach, or is that an accurate depiction of what astral projecting is? And if so, um, what movie gets it right, gets it on point? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that's uh, inaccurate. I mean, uh, when you're out of body, uh, there's no walking, there's no gravity, right? There are mm -hmm. no, like, actual muscles, right? The laws of physics are completely different, right? And so... Uh, traveling and moving while you're out of body is essentially a matter of of your mind, right? So, mm -hmm. for example, you float out of your body, and uh, you want to fly through your window. Well, just that thought will essentially propel you, uh, just just with the intention through your mind. So that's essentially how the how movement works, hmm. and um, so yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, f floating, flying. I've not once have I ever walked or ran uh, uh -huh. during an out of body experience because that's just, it's not how it works. You know, there's no gravity in these higher dimensions. So, you know, I, I sometimes I hear experiences and people say, I left my body and I, I walked out of my room and I, I turned the doorknob and I opened the door. <laughs> That's not how it works, you know. You you fly through the door, <laughs> uh <-huh>. right? <laughs> wow, that sounds cool, though. 
it is that's that's interesting because i'm sure you've heard of the new um, this is kind of the new word um on ufos is that they're not interstellar beings that they're interdimensional beings now and um that these ufos they propel kind of like you said like with their mind but to be translated into the physical realm we kind of see them as uh you know like a disc shaped anti-gravity ship instead of uh a more interdimensional mind attention directed gravity propel propulsion <laughs> <laughs> Something like that? I don't know. <laughs> I try. I, I get what you're saying. For okay, sure, cool. for sure. Um, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get it too. I can't speak particularly on UFOs, but I've had countless experiences uh, with aliens during my out-of-body experiences. And, um, and so from my own experience, these entities that we consider aliens, so, for example, gray aliens, I've encountered them countless times hmm. during my astral projections. And um, I can say for sure that they operate, uh, they exist in these higher dimensions. Hmm. And, you know, whether um, they're kind of like us. So, for example, we, we primarily exist here in the physical dimension, but we have the ability to, to tap into, to access the other dimensions, whether that's their situation or... Maybe some of them are actually primarily based in these higher dimensions. Maybe they can kind of come down into, into this one. You know, what their situation is, I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll encounter these entities in these other dimensions. And, I mean, I've had UFO encounters myself here in the physical world. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I've considered what you said, too, you know. I've done a lot of research into aliens and UFOs, and I've had the the thoughts that uh, perhaps they're not just physical spacecraft. I mean, right? That's fucking. Mind. It kind of seems like you know an individual who um, is practicing in you know astro projection and things like that, and also has like a better understanding of the different realms and dimensions may be more um, capable of, or may be more aware of those types of events happening or recognizing them. Right. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, my first uh, physical UFO sighting happened uh, after I started my astral projection practice and after I I started encountering these entities in my out-of-body experiences. And I, I do think there is a connection. And um, there, are all, there are some pretty interesting connections with other individuals. Uh, so, for example, a pretty famous author on the subject of alien abductions and UFOs is uh, Woodley Strieber. Hmm. In one of his books, explains how uh, these aliens so these experiences his abductions started uh, allegedly through physical abductions but then these aliens eventually taught him how to out-of-body experiences 
and start to access these, these like spiritual type of abilities that we all have. So there's some pretty interesting uh, correlations there. There is. Yeah, that's insane. Do you, do you think then, with that, with that being said, that this technique is something that was maybe taught to us from aliens, you know, to our ancestors, and mm. just something that was like then a passed generation to generation. Yeah, like a gift from the gods, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> what I think is that um, w- what I know actually <laughs> is that. This is a natural. It's a natural uh, phenomenon. It's a natural process, and it happens every time we fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And and you can know this. It's not just a belief, but you know this uh, through experiencing it for so long. Uh, it's like, uh, do you know that? Um, well, Let's go a little but, deeper. Do you think <laughs> since it's natural, you think we were created like that on purpose? Well, <laughs> you don't have most to, natural. Yeah. What is most natural is that this process takes place without our conscious right. awareness. Okay. Um, and, and so the key is to introduce that conscious awareness into the process, and then, and then you go along for the ride, and you see what's actually happening, kind of like behind the scenes. And so I think what is most natural is for for this all to be happening you know, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, and, and but so once we we introduce our, our consciousness into the mix and we're aware of these experiences, that's when um, this whole new realm of experience opens up to us. And and I do think there is a design to that. Um, you know, I, I think that there is a reason why we usually not aware of these experiences i think um the, the purpose of this physical world um is um kind of to be uh, limited and separated from this higher spiritual reality that we actually kind of like come from you know mm-hmm. and um and, and so i don't know if you want to consider it like cheating when we consciously enter these higher states and and Know, experience these revelations of of who we really are beyond this physical <laughs> world, because you know, in a sense, you can you can consider that this kind of, um, you know, this is what I think. We're here in this world, yeah, uh, to, to learn and grow, um, and, and experience these challenges, and and kind of like to temporarily forget who we truly are as higher spiritual entities. And these experiences allow us, these astral projections and higher level experiences allow us to uh, to remember who we actually are right, beyond right, right. this physical body. Right, because it's like how, how, what's, how it has been said, we're not human beings with spirits, we are spirits inside of a human body in a way. And this is just our vehicle, you know, the, the vehicle that our spirit is being able being able to move through. Is our UFO? <laughs> yeah, it's our UFO exactly. <laughs> so, um, sure, you you mentioned that the sleep paralysis state was a the prerequisite of astral projection, right? Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much, definitely. Uh huh. Is there other ways to bypass 
to get into that state other than sleeping like people get knocked out and get into the outer body experience near-death experiences drugs like are there other ways to shortcut to that without sleep exorcisms yeah like um yeah what is it called possessions Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, DMT experiences, psychedelic experiences. I think that it is possible uh, for your consciousness to access higher levels of reality that are valid, objective levels of reality um, through these substances. Mm-hmm. Um and um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure there are uh, other ways of tapping into these other levels of reality. Um, but you know, my main experience is um, the, the classical out of body experience in which the body falls asleep, and you know your mind stays awake, and and you project. Um, and yeah. I can't um, really comment on what what I haven't experienced myself. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair. From and so since you you started with um, I guess you could say the sleep um, method, sleep method <laughs> of uh, of astral projection, and now you mentioned DMT, and that's something that I'm familiar with. Uh, <laughs> Jerezy is familiar with as well since we've, we've gone on journeys together mm-hmm. um, how, how, what would you say would be uh, I wouldn't say the more most vivid but which would the DMT take you to that higher level of consciousness I guess you could say that higher end of the spectrum compared to the sleep method or are they relatively about the same or vice versa. The the first thing that comes to mind in comparing DMT experiences with a standard astral projection is that you don't have you don't have the level of control with a drug induced experience. Gotcha. If if you naturally project from your body, that's crazy. Um, you, you can direct your experience you know depending on your level of of development and and you know your your abilities um so, you know so for now um you know, in my current uh state of you know development i can project to a lower dimension uh, a kind of neutral medium level dimension a higher dimension i can uh encounter I can meet with my deceased relatives I can meet with their aspects of my higher self there are a lot of things you can do but during these DMT experiences you're kind of just thrown out there and I mean I've never had the experience myself but just from my research um, you don't have a lot of control and Mm -hmm. you're kind of just going along for the ride hoping for the best and sometimes it's not the best experience. <laughs> sometimes it is. Yeah. You, know? you know, going back to like I, you I said, can... you like you become prey to the 
the entities that are out there looking for tourists, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And I, I can say from, from experience, too, because I've had that lower end of the spectrum, that the lower vibrations where I was having... I don't want to say it was a bad DMT trip, but because my... Like you mentioned, my thoughts and my emotions started taking over instead of just allowing my spirit, you know, to release and let go. Your consciousness just definitely takes you somewhere dark and somewhere to where and in an instant like that, it's not just like a slow transition, just one simple thought of something, I don't know, that happened in your life can drastically so I mean I see I see I I can't say I've had a um, a typical uh, astral projection, but I've definitely had my DMT trips, and it's interesting to see how the two have um, similarities. Yeah. But one thing I would I would like to experience what you said is the astral projection is to have that control, um, being able to, you know, maneuver uh, and maybe. I don't know, maybe it's something that you can build on too and eventually go into higher levels of consciousness as well. That's so cool that you say that because yeah, that reminds sure. me of a of this like parable I heard of the hippie and the monk. And it was like a monk, he was at a monastery um, with this hippie kind of teaching him some meditation techniques. And the hippie was like, oh, hey, try some mushrooms, try some acid, try some DMT. And the, hip, the monk would take him and, he, you know, he'd have fun, have some trips. And in the at the end of it, the the hippie asked the monk, "Oh, what was your favorite?" You know, and the monk replied, "Oh, meditation. I still think meditation's better than anything that any of those drugs showed me." Which is, man, like I bow down to that man. That's like superior status to me. <laughs> that's cool. And that's the truth. That's the truth. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, so projection is induced through meditation so it's essentially meditation taken one step further you know? mm. so it's definitely on that same level there mm-hmm. okay so, Interesting. I, so I used to try is. to meditate I would time myself for 5 minutes the next day I'd go to 10 minutes next day I'd go to 15, 20, 25 you know try to work my way up and I feel like I would somewhere around the 30, 35 minute mark I would just fall asleep you think that's kind of like the the important moments I really focus to get into that grounds of, you know, that prerequisite state that you were mentioning. Like that falling asleep, awakeness, middle ground. And in, right. And an important to consider is when you are tempting this, because if you're doing it at night, uh, it's a lot more difficult than if you do it, say, in the early morning. Uh, because you want your mind and your body to be in the most ideal state uh, to achieve this. So, like, at night, um, okay, so your body may be tired and maybe your body can fall asleep pretty easily, but, but your mind is also tired. And it's a lot more difficult to maintain that awareness as your body falls asleep. And in the early morning, let's say a, a couple hours after you usually wake up, uh, your body is still deeply relaxed, so it can fall back to sleep fairly easily. Uh, 
but your mind has also gotten a decent amount of rest. So it's a lot easier to keep your mind awake as the body falls back to sleep. So doing it in the early morning is the best time. Wow. Never knew that. I thought it was at night. I thought you were going to go with night time was the best time. Yeah. I lost so. money on that hey, one. My, my, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first out-of-body experiences mm-hmm. were at night, mm-hmm. but the thing is, they would take up to an hour uh, to uh, to induce the projection. And, uh, a couple weeks after I started, I found a new technique, which was in the early morning, and immediately that cut the time down from an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, to like 15 minutes, and and I just never looked back. It was like. All right, only morning now because <laughs> yeah, it's just so much easier. <laughs> Found the shortcut. <laughs> All right, I got one more question I wanted to ask, and this is my personal question. I uh, I know astral projection up until recently was kind of looked at more in like the uh, it's thrown in the bucket of more witchcraft, right? Would you say it's kind of like that and, until like New Age made. You know, there's like a spiritual movement and meditation, astral projection, and visualizing became common practices that people use for self-improvement. But um, I did go down a rabbit hole um, of magic with a K, <laughs> like black magic stuff. Um, and they would do spells and try to like evoke beings from other dimensions. Would this be a way of, like with these entities that we talk about, about like, the benevolent entities and the alien entities could you work with these entities to cause manipulation in this physical realm from your experiences uh well i have no personal experience with uh, like conjuring entities to try to manipulate the physical world mm-hmm. and i would not recommend that at all mm-hmm. um, there, there are entities out there that, that can have an effect in this physical world for sure and um there are entities out there that um it just like mischief i mean hmm. i've had so many experiences uh I, I couldn't begin to tell them all but you know mm-hmm. i i have been pulled out of my body against my will by entities holy and, crap yeah <laughs> and the thing what's interesting about that is that when people reported like alien abductions mm. and and their experiences almost match uh, the typical astral projection experience especially ones in which uh, you are pulled out of your body Holy um, cow. spontaneously and uh, yeah <laughs> I've had experiences where I'm out of my body and I I kind of I, I request some kind of entity to come to me and sometimes it's not the entity that you want to encounter Jeez. and so I, I always I always suggest uh, you know to use caution and um, it definitely not just open the doors to anything because what may come to you is not what you may want hmm. right right 
It's good advice. No, it's not something we would mess around with. We just uh, just read our about curiosity it. <laughs> lingers yeah. to those areas. Yeah, we just yeah, watch YouTube sure. videos about. It. I'm too scared to fucking yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here, dude. No, uh, it's it's uh, it's something that I've been curious. Like all these questions that we've been asking you, been questions that yeah, we were in it. We man. have. <laughs> for a long time and yeah. to now actually speak with a professional that knows about it and does it and even wrote a book i mean it's it's great to hear it's like oh wow all these thoughts that we had we were kind of right but there's so much more to it that we had no idea about and so it's it was cool to learn all of that for sure yeah man definitely you want to tell us a little about your book yeah. and where we could get it Definitely. Yeah, the book is called uh, Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions. And you can find it on Amazon, paperback, Kindle, audiobook. And uh, yeah, the the rabbit hole, uh, it goes deep. There's a, a lot to learn. Uh, but you know, I, I present this material in the book, um, you know, through my experiences. Um, in more of a, a chronological and step-by-step -step fashion so you're not just like exposed to everything at once but it's kind of like you know step-by-step -step. so you know I run you through um, when I first started and my experiences and how they progressed and also my understanding of of what's actually happening uh, evolved over time and uh, you know I also give uh, the techniques that I've used induce these experiences if you want to you know, start your own practice and um, I'm also developing a producing a video series on um, astral projection and lucid dreaming uh, techniques and methods you can find those on my social media accounts uh, on Facebook Instagram uh, TikTok uh, my username is yeah. Vincent Field Author, a one word. And uh, you know, I I realize not everyone uh, is able to to buy the book, but you know, I I want to give this information to everyone. I, you know, over the years, I I was always active in uh, communities online, forums and groups, sharing my experiences and you know um just you know engaging with other people who are interested and want to learn this and i decided making a book was the best way to reach the largest audience mm -hmm. but you know i also realized not everyone is able to buy the book so i'm making uh this video series uh, just for everyone to kind of you know, uh dip their feet into it and you know, see where it leads you. So please check those videos out on my Facebook or Instagram pages. Yeah, we'll plug those socials into our descriptions and um, I'll put the link for your book as well. Uh, one final question for me, Vince. I have a lot of questions for you. Um, Inception had totems and those totems are supposed to remind them that they're in the dream state still. Any truth to that, or is it just kind of like some Hollywood BS? Uh, that is spot on. 
Hmm. Wow. Um, crazy. What that is, is a reality check. And so what you do typically is throughout the day, um, you choose something which um, sparks the question, am I dreaming or am I awake? And sometimes it'll be glancing at your hands or looking at your watch or flipping on a light switch, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. Something that you do uh, regularly throughout the day. And what happens is when you do that throughout the day, every time you do that, you ask yourself, am I dreaming? Am I awake? And then you analyze uh, your current situation and your state of awareness. And, you know, you decide, oh, yeah, I'm awake. What happens is that this carries over into your dreams. Then you'll find yourself in a dream um, doing the same action and asking that question. And now you're dreaming, and now the answer is different. You're like, oh, shit. Crazy. I'm in a dream. Mm-hmm. And bam. You're lucid. Jeez. Don't tell anyone you're totem. I was going to ask yours, but you're not supposed to tell anybody, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I mean, so, uh, something um, that has always worked for me is um, situations that are um, out of the realm of my current experience. So, for example, I live in Brazil right now. I've lived in Brazil for almost the past 10 years. So when I have a dream and I'm not in Brazil, I'm in the United States, which mm-hmm. is you know where I came from, uh, that, that, that lets me know right away, oh, shit, this is a dream. Uh, I'm not in the U.S. <laughs> and, uh, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm with uh, my deceased uh, relative, you know, you, you kind of train yourself to, to discern um, currently reality with you know the actual physical world and it's as simple as that just it takes a little practice awesome man love this podcast thanks for coming on Vincent yeah it was real fun yeah it was, hey, thanks for having it was, me it was legit thanks for sharing that information man it's been awesome Vincent everybody don't Vincent Fields, everyone, don't forget, uh, check him out. Uh, get his book if you can. If you can't, he's he's releasing the video series like he mentioned. Seems like uh, he's being very genuine and just wants to release this information for everybody. So when you get a chance, check it out. Help help a brother out. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Giving you the keys. Take it easy, everyone. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, All right, guys. everybody. Have a good night.